we are back at the top of the order. Um, in the past several seconds, you have faced off with some kind of creature. Uh, it is large and cat-like. Uh, it seems to be able to merge with and perhaps manipulate shadows. It strikes unseen and moves at great speed. There appear to be three of them. Uh, two of them are injured. Uh, one of them is so far uninjured, but curiously not terribly aggressive. Their attack, the way they've been attacking and the way they're moving, has uh, revealed to Yukimaru that although they are hostile, or at least they are attacking you, um, their intent seems to be to strike fear, and they don't really seem to be trying to kill you precisely. Um, within the within your former nursery where you grew up, um, your nurse has shouted at the creatures and is waving about a duster and kind of a lantern, uh, weeping at her feet is the new servant or uh, keeper of the house uh, who has been trying, who tried to welcome you. Uh, she is weeping hysterically. Uh, whatever, if the creatures were trying to strike fear in her heart, they certainly seem to have succeeded. Two of them are here with the majority of you. While your um, sibling, uh, show successfully drove one of them out into the ruins of your garden where he is now facing off with the last of them who truly has uh, a, still has a fair number of his shadows wrapped around him the night remains illuminated by lord moon's scowl and we start up at the beginning of the round does anyone have any questions before i begin all right, hearing none. Um, show. The shadows surge forward. It races towards you, lashing out. Do you have any reactions you would like to use? Uh, none at the moment. All right. Will a 26 hit you? Very much so. <laughs> Okay, uh, I am afraid that that was a natural twenty. That was a critical hit. Uh, uh, it, it is. Or uh, what is your what is your AC uh, there? Show. Currently, it is seventeen. So to beat a twenty, I can't beat a twenty-six, even if I rolled an eight. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Um, let's see how we do. Because the last time I rolled a critical hit, I rolled eleven points of damage. So you know. <laughs> Well, the forces of darkness do well in uh, Lord Moon's <laughs> presence. And I continue to have Game Master Dice Luck. Um, on 2d8 and 2d6, uh, you take 14 points of damage. <laughs> okay, Al. Game Master Dice Luck is the best Dice Luck. We want bad Dice Luck for Game Masters. <laughs> it surges forward. Uh, you feel it. Uh, its body, it body checks you and slashes you with its claws as it is, you know, but you're, you're still, you're fairly agile. So it, it's more, it wins you than it hurts you. And it is racing past you. Uh, you may make an attack of opportunity. Oh no. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I <laughs> kind of figured. So I'll roll a uh, 19 on die. Uh, but because I have a, uh, uh, severing cut, uh, I believe that's the name of the mm -hmm. ability. Uh, while I'm wielding a weapon in two hands, I have a critical threat range of 19 and 20. So that is a, a return critical hit back onto it. Like I said, that is a return critical hit. Roll me a d4. Four. Okay, you hit it. All right. Because this is in two hands and this is a versatile weapon, this is a d10. And I get to add my proficiency, uh, my uh, wisdom bonus to this as well, uh, because I'm wielding this in two hands. So right. this is going to hurt. Yep. So I'm going to say with a critical hit, you do an extra D10 of damage. <laughs> C4. 
So, uh, yeah, I'll just max out my damage uh, with uh, on 2d10 rolling 20 uh, plus my 7. Uh, take 27 back. Ouch. Okay, somebody got out ahead in that particular exchange, and it certainly wasn't whatever this thing is. <laughs> yeah, ow. And that was with my plus 5 also? Oh, no, I forgot the plus 5. Uh, so we'll make that a, a 32. 32. All righty. Um, it, that's not enough. You, you slash it and you know, you hit it hard, um, as it leaps past you and leaps up to the top of the, uh, nursery onto its low, low tiled roof. You can hear the sound of its claws scampering as it is trying to leap away. Um, your blade struck it. And although you are certain it was a physical creature, I mean, you, you, you know how to cut. You know what it feels like. Um, and clearly all that cutting practice has paid off. <laughs> it works. Uh, but you notice that what should be blood is just shadows dripping off your blade and boiling up in the moonlight. But you are absolutely certain you connected with it. There remain two in here. One of them is crouching at the door. It lets off a... It, it's, it's not a, quite a roar. It's a deep kind of a coughing noise. Um, but it is loud. And it contains within it kind of a, 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 a seizing moment that clinches at your uh, at your heart as it is, it's a sound that your body associates with predators and darkness. Uh, everyone, please make a wisdom saving throw. So this is, um, if you have proficiency, it's your proficiency bonus plus your... Um, plus your attribute. Uh, plus my attribute. That's what I was trying to think of. Thank you. Yes. Got it. So, Sorry. and then just a D20. Got it. Sounds yep. good. Uh, I have an extra plus two to this. Um, because I activated uh, the form of fire at the end of my turn, it pushed me out of Yang into neutral. And the neutral mm -hmm. bonus for my path is two to all my saves. Nice. Still only got ten. Oh, <laughs> very closely honing in uh with my training uh my mind's edge allows me to have double proficiency bonus for wisdom saving throws that puts me up to a 14 total okay uh i have no idea okay <laughs> so what we have here is okay okay so how do we do well i only got uh Seven. Seven. Uh, Gohan got a 10. Uh, Yukimaru got a 14. I did. Uh, excellent. I'm trying to see if I can read read this. And, and show got a 14 as well. 14, yes. Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, Yua and Gohan. Uh, you feel that grip um, in your heart. Uh, and you would certainly prefer to be somewhere else. However, the creature, having made that sound, actually leaps away. And you show, having turned, you can see that it actually lands on the storehouse roof and is continuing its movement away. The third one, uh, the one that you can see most clearly uh, and that you have entered uh, or that you have injured, <laughs> not entered, that you have injured, uh, growls low and deep and says, perhaps in a voice, it certainly can, the growl certainly conveys a word. And that word is silence. Growled low. And then with a bound, it leaps up into the rafters. Yua, as it is moving past you, attempting to leave, you may attempt. 
If you have a reaction, you may attempt an opportunity attack. I would also like to use a reaction. Yes. Uh, so uh, my um, eyes betray the heart. Also, keys off of whenever uh, any whenever a creature makes a uh, action or a statement. And okay. So it saying silence uh, means that I can uh, make a mm -hmm. check against it here. So I am going to use my last of my intrigue dice here. All right, it is a 16 higher than its passive perception? Unfortunately not. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, its passive perception isn't that high, but mm -hmm. uh, but it, it, it does just beat that. No problem. All right. All right. Carry on. Okay. Um, well, I will try and... I'll try and hit it on an attack of opportunity on my reaction. Mm -hmm. Using your Naginata's reach. Yes. As it goes leaping up into the rafters, you reach up with your Naginata. And... We'll see what I do. Uh, 13 uh, plus 4 is 17. That will hit. Um, I will hit it just... I think I only do the damage itself on a regular hit. Your damage plus uh, your strength or your dexterity if it is a finesse weapon and you choose okay, to use dexterity. So okay. All right, so at that there too. All right, um, yeah, so uh, seven. And mm -hmm. I don't know if um, I get any bonus from um, what Yukimaru did before or not. Okay. Seven, we'll go ahead and just do the plus five. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's uh, still kicking in until uh, my uh, till my turn. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's a you you catch it with your naginata, uh, but you do not stop it. You do cause it harm, um, scoring it along the flank as it races up and actually comes bursting out uh, of the side of the or out from the uh, rafters and out and away from you. Meanwhile, show. Your katana is gleaming in the light. Like, actually, it's not just reflecting light. It seems to be building light around it. You have struck a critical hit. Oh. In, defense, in defense of your family. Okay. Nice. In, in the... the passing moment that we have i will i will hold up the the katana to admire it slightly okay um you can see the you can see actually uh in the blade just for a moment um you can see the moon itself looking down upon you and then that begins to fade Unless you turn and actually begin to reflect it, you know. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gohan, your the opponents. This is your your, your kind of your last breath moment. Um, the opponents have fled. Uh, you hear the sobbing of a young girl. You see a older woman looking about herself fiercely. Um, two of the uh, humans are still standing there. Looking, I don't know, <laughs> somewhat concerned, somewhat frazzled. Uh, what do you do? Uh, he's going to sort of reach down to the pile of clothes and start pulling them back to uh, <laughs> figure under there and just crouch over her and just ask, are you okay? Okay. And Yukimaru? Yukimaru is going to uh, try and... Uh... Uh, take a look around uh, the room for um, anything that might have been left behind or affected by or, you know, caused mm -hmm. these uh, creatures, uh, whether something that like a method that they entered the room by or uh, what have you. He's going to do a search. Okay. Um, and you up. Yeah, at this point, they're gone. I am lowering my katana 
and uh, trying to figure out like how big a gash I got. And I'm wearing my armor now, and that is very, very confusing. So um, I'm just standing there kind of a little All right. confused. All right. Uh, we are going to snap back in time here, right? Um, as we go back to when you first began to enter, come return to your family home. We will handle the mechanics of the conversations and searches uh, after we've caught back up in time. Our scene actually begins days earlier as the siblings are beginning to return to the village of Otesu. You have all gone far in your lives. You have journeyed forth from your home, a holding on the edge of Crane, Phoenix, and Lion Lands in that kind of open, shall we say, or uh, contested border region. Your home is a uh, small, not terribly prosperous uh, village, uh, a holding that your, that your great-grandfather secured through his valor on the battlefield. Your fathers are the remaining family, and you dispersed long ago from the point of view of young men and women, although perhaps not from your great-grandfather's point of view, to pursue your livelihoods. Uh, we'll start with uh, Yukimaru. Uh, Yukimaru, where where did you disperse to, and what have you been doing to help your family? So Yukimaru uh, became a minor functionary to the uh, liege lords of the province here, uh, probably uh, tallying, uh, you know. Uh, you know, how much uh, it was in the storehouses, how much uh, rice and other supplies were on hand at any given time. And unfortunately, over the years, their career has stagnated there. They now find themselves to be the, uh, the oldest uh, in a uh, cadre of uh, other, uh, you know, lesser samurai who have kind of become glorified clerks in a lot of ways. And this is a position usually, uh, you know, uh, presented to uh, samurai just starting out into their adult lives. Once they've kind of graduated from their genpuku, this is a position of some importance where they can learn and uh, and hopefully grow uh, into uh, something better. Unfortunately, none of my superiors have seen fit to grant me a promotion or to retire and make room for uh, those who have come after them. And so their career has gone nowhere. And now they are the, uh, the most senior uh, in this position of juniors, uh, <laughs> fundamentally becoming the straw boss for this position. Now they have to do not only do their own work, but also supervise everyone else uh, that is beneath them. And in a lot of ways in their minds, uh, they know more than everyone junior than them, and they feel that they're smarter uh, and more um, capable and dynamic than those above them. But just because of the way things are and the tradition of it all, they haven't been able to find a way to uh, convince their superiors that maybe it is time to make room for, for someone else. They They can't find it in their heart to you know, ask them to retire or even to try and politically force them out of it. And uh, yeah, it's just this sitting as a, a straw boss uh, with all of the responsibilities and, or I should say all of the, the, the duties, uh, but none of the authority uh, of a position that they feel that they are due. And um, just, they feel that the, their career is slipping away from them and the ability to provide for the family and return it to some 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 bit of status you know they they are landed nobles after all and they should they should uh, uh have something for that excellent as you are returning home uh in the first part of winter are you bringing anything with you any offering any 
any anything you want to give to your uh, great grandfather or to your own father or to your mother? Oh, um, probably nothing uh, grandiose, uh, even if, uh, you know, that the, they feel that they maybe uh, should. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, uh, he is uh, a person kind of driven by filial obligations and uh, a piety to, uh, you know, the tradition and the and the ways of the empire. Um, so, but it's uh, unfortunately uh, something that is um, fairly common, but something that he finds invaluable, and uh, it is. Um, good stationary for his uh, family to write with. And he hopes to uh, have them write letters to other family members and uh, seeking advice and or, or help. But uh, yeah, no, his, his, his best bet is to bring uh, good paper and uh, stationary and something nice to, uh, to, to uh, uh, envelop it in and uh, possibly a, uh, a nice new uh, inkstone and uh, brushes for his parents, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not much, but it's it's something that he he hopes they'll both respect and put to use. Okay. Um, as he is uh, coming close to you, haven't quite entered uh, your your home, your home village. Uh, coming along on one of the side roads. Uh, you see Yua, Yomodai no Doji Yua. Uh, Yua, describe yourself. Yua, Yua, as she comes, she's wearing her lacquered armor, um, but she is uh, she hasn't got her her helmet on. Um, she is obviously just you know has taken off the helmet because her hair is still kind of messy it's short short cut and it has a cowlick so it means that it just doesn't quite sit the way it's supposed to uh anyway but uh uh she is uh, tall and her her steps are dragging she is not uh, not excited to be going home um every time she returns she feels the the weight of her failures to be the sort of uh, child that uh, she was supposed to be. She's she's getting ready to face those failures again because that's that's what awaits her here. She's ruined everything for the family, at least in her mind, and. Uh, you know, she will never be able to make up for it. And even if she thought she could, her family would not let her forget that she is the one who cost the father the big promotion. She is the one who burned down the stores. She is the one who uh, caused mm-hmm. all this trouble. And she'll never quite be able to make up for that. So she's kind of reluctantly ducking her way down the street. Okay. And how it, it, she she also spies Yukimaru, and how has he changed? I mean, it's been years since they saw each other. He doesn't laugh as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, Yukimaru description. Yeah, so Yukimaru is she's right. He has a, a worried, dour expression on his face, and it's something that he has carried now for uh, a few years, and. Uh, he he might have once been uh, more carefree and with a, uh, uh, a a looking forward to the future. Uh, it's it's something that has then unfortunately kind of been uh, beaten out of him uh, over the years of being passed mm. over. Mm. Uh, and seeing each other, how do you greet one another? Um. You uh, will give a proper bow of an inferior because he's the older brother and mm. uh, but not going any closer or expressing any more intimacy of than that uh, at this time, unless he does. 
And for the most part, uh, Yukimaru uh, is uh, is is happy that someone at least uh, uh, kind of uh, views him as a uh, uh, a superior or an elder for once, and uh, returns the bow uh, in a in a proper proper way. Uh, but it's uh, it's still it's very stilted and. Uh, more official uh mm-hmm. than something between between family mm-hmm. um but uh you would probably just uh then uh you know uh rise back up and keep walking and uh without uh turning back to her uh refer to her as uh emoto little sister okay. keep up now <laughs> fall into step behind him because let's face it we put the fun in dysfunctional Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the two of you continue along this beaten path. Um, uh, you might very charitably call it a road. Um, the largest thing that ever really travels along it are uh, wagons, which come here really for your ginkgo timber. Uh about the only real claim to fame that the place has is a large copse of ginkgo trees, uh, which has been maintained for decades and provides timber for making sake barrels. Um, It's not a glamorous export, but it does earn you some money. Um, And, you know, sake is what makes Rokugan go round. Um, walking along the path, you come to the small village, which is scattered around the estate that you grew up on. And village is, again, kind of a a grandiose term. It is a large number of, a large number, uh, multiple dozens, let's say, of small clusters of uh, wooden homes scattered around. Uh, they are clusters in groups of three and four around uh, large, well-maintained gardens as well. Um, you can see uh, up a little bit on a hillside uh, where theoretically it would be more defensible, uh, your family estate quote unquote. Uh, a number of small a uh, number of small buildings. Um, the front two typically dedicated uh, first to the eldest son and then a guest chamber or a guest house. Uh, a larger main house which is actually two stories tall and has uh, well manicured cedar trees that grow up around it. Past that, you know from personal experience, is the bathhouse, uh, the second son and the third son and theoretically other family members' uh, dwelling place, the nursery where you grew up, and a large storehouse, uh, all of which are built up around a large garden. The low wall around all of the estate is more ceremonial than defensible. It's perhaps four feet tall uh, and reasonably well made of stone. Although as you are approaching, you can easily see that it has been some years since anyone spent the time to rework the mortar or even just clean the stones um, and bits of moss cling to them. At the main entrance, uh, which theoretically would be a gate, were this a more grand estate, uh, you can see a figure you have not seen in many a year. Uh, Gohan, please describe yourself. So Gohan is a uh, man in his mid-twenties. He has clearly been living out in the road in the wild for quite some time. Uh, His clothes are very... uh, well-traveled, um, not to say they've traveled well. Uh, he looks pretty underfed and skinny. Um, 
his skin has sort of a weathered or sunburnt uh, appearance. Uh, he normally travels wearing a basket helmet, um, but while he's waiting outside the gate, he has taken that off and set it on the ground, and you can see that his head has been like shaved down to uh, rough stubble. Okay. Uh, is he a tall man? Uh, he is not very tall, no. Um, okay. He, he's, he's a little short guy. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, but he does have these sort of, uh, despite all of his not very impressive features, he does have sort of the um, the, the uh, vibrant blue eyes that are traditional to some of the crane. Okay. Um, so as you are approaching, um, Yukimaru, you're in front uh, with your little sister trailing uh, diligently behind you, and you see Gohan loitering at the gate. Cousin, let, let yourself in. But uh, what is what is holding you back? You uh, uh, <laughs> cautious of the uh, of the threshold, cousin? Yes, it's been a year, a long time, and it's been many seasons. Uh, that's very true. I've been gone so long. I've you know I, I don't know what it'll be like to. Uh, return home either. He kind of uh, comes walking up alongside Gohan and takes his time and takes in the the low wall and the the, the kind of rundown and uh, well, just uh, frankly shabby looking uh, exterior of their uh, of their mm -hmm. estate and. Uh, just a just a big heavy sigh, and uh, they'll they'll eventually just. No, I guess I guess I get it. It's difficult to return home. Oh, Gohan-san, I hope your journey was not too difficult. Well, you know, when one is on the road, all you need to do is put one foot in front of the other. And... Keep doing that, and eventually you'll find out where you need to be. <laughs> wow. you, uh, you, you sound like Shensei there. <laughs> I, need to, I don't know. Maybe give me a bit of perspective. <laughs> Since when did you read The Little Teacher? Gohan sort of pauses because uh, Oda suspects that he may have made a major blunder here already. <laughs> <laughs> And it says, uh, you know, uh, while on the, on the road, um, travelers will leave uh, books that they finish behind for other travelers to pick up. Nice save. Yeah, anything to pass the time, I suppose. Um, so out of character, I imagine mm -hmm. Gohan, the reason why he is a pilgrim is because the family is so poor that they're like, well... Our family had to throw one of our kids to another clan, but that's actually a move up for him. And to support him, um, I'm basically just panhandling on the road, so you don't need to invest anything on me. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, excellent. Uh, but also mm -hmm. probably uh, didn't really have a problem with that. I imagine Gohan probably wasn't super... He felt loyalty to his family. <laughs> And feel piety, but maybe not a lot of kinship. Got it. So, having paused for a moment, do you continue on your way, pass through the gate, and up to the town, or up to the? Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and uh, and and do it, uh, mm -hmm. especially since uh, Gohan seems uh, hesitant to uh, to work the gate, and uh, mm -hmm. I'll lead the three of us uh, on up into the uh, uh, the uh, the grounds proper. Okay. Um, Gohan, do you fall in behind, uh, behind Yua? Uh, yeah, I'm going to fall in behind Yua, just so hopefully they mm -hmm. don't notice that, like, he wasn't so much loitering out the gate as, like, all right, mm -hmm. get familiar with the lay of this land, because people are going to expect you to know it. So he was, <laughs> uh, more like doing recons than anything else, so. Okay. He, he hopes they won't notice that he's sort of glancing around a lot. Right. And okay. Sort of taking everything in. All right. Um, you walk up, up the hill a bit um, and then come up between uh, the first 
sun's wing and the guest wing. And you can see the main building there, um, the main home. And it, right, you know, you can see the uh, veranda on the main wing, uh, which faces into that inner or that outer courtyard. Uh, standing on the veranda is a young woman. She is, if she is past her gimpuku, it would be by a year or two. Um, she is dressed in as fine a kimono as your family can afford. Um, of lightish blue, uh, embroidered with um, just kind of an abstract wave pattern uh, in white. Uh, she is her long, her hair is very, very tight, tightly bound around her head. Uh, and there is probably quite a bit of it, uh, it were she ever to let it down. Uh, and she is pretty in a very conventional sort of a way. Uh, not in the practiced and skilled courtier uh, way or, you know, somebody who has been trained, but just in a, she's a pretty girl. Um, somebody should take her in hand and actually show her how to take care of herself. Um, she is standing on the steps and standing in front of her is someone you, none of you have seen for at least a decade. Um, show. What do you look like? Show is uh, a, a little bit of a below average height uh, Rokugani man uh, with uh, the traditional pure white hair, blue eyes, uh, not as much of a, a rugged face as you would expect. Uh, he's actually fairly lean, all things considered. Uh, holds himself with a dignity and grace that does that clearly does not look like it belongs in a place like this and as a matter of fact even though he's uh standing on the veranda uh he's still has that haughty appearance and almost like he's looking down upon just everything in the area as a whole uh but the clothing he wears is is really magnificent to look upon um <laughs> And uh, he just uh, turns from whatever was being said towards the, the approaching visitors and says, Oh, good. Excellent. I need someone to take care of the horse and stuff. Oh, more family. Cousin. Cousins. Cousin. Um. This is by and far not the show that you knew way back when. <laughs> uh, the last time you saw a show, he may have been uh, just out of uh, of toddler years. Uh, and, you know, the show was a little bit more rambunctious back then. But now this is a wholly different person. There's a nice chill in the air and all of that. <laughs> um indeed and the young the young lady you know bow bows at the waist uh again to again to you show she's been doing that a lot um she's at least got that practice down <laughs> um uh masters and mistresses um i Welcome you home. Uh, I am afraid uh, that uh, uh, the the Yadomi uh, has taken to his rooms. He is uh, resting, and um, his son. Uh, well, his son has uh, gone down to the village. Um, with uh, Chikakata, um, Captain Chikakata. Uh, they uh, are not yet returned, uh, but I will let them know that you, you, you have come. Um, 
uh, please, please. Um, she, she, she hasn't even looked up yet. She's just like, she's just like bobbing up and down. (laughs) (laughs) Speak Uh, clearly, girl. (laughs) We haven't gotten all night. Um, um, uh, I, your, um, uh, the, 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 the Yamadai asked me to make sure that you had rooms available to you. Um, I, I have made sure they are prepared. Um, if you, uh, if, if you could come to me and, or come, come, come with me, come with me. Yes. Um, um, she, she kind of looks up and she, she looks, um, at, does anyone have insight? Uh, I do. I yep. do as well. Okay. Uh, what is your, what is your passive insight? Passive insight? Yeah, let me get that. Uh, passive insight would be sixteen. Same here. Uh, same here. Okay. Um, she does not have a great deal of experience, obviously, uh, maintaining her face. Um, if anything, she seems highly uh, confused and extremely flustered at the moment. Um, you would guess uh let's see here um show and both of you uh both of you have received formal training she has not um she's just making do with what little she knows are there horses in the stable or anything like that or horses in the courtyard that need to be stabled anything like that um Uh, probably shows yeah shows right um so without a word, without any response or anything like that, um, Yua is just going to go take Sho's horse and take him, take it to the stable to brush it down and and prepare it. Not saying anything to Sho, not doing anything else. Uh, just, you know, she knows who the golden child is and she knows who he, she is and she's going to take the golden child's horse to the stable and take care of it and then she doesn't have to deal with whatever is going on here anyway. The show doesn't even notice. Of course not. <laughs> um, I'm sorely tempted to say something. Um, <laughs> but uh, instead he will just uh, shake his head as he watches uh Mm-hmm. You uh, take the uh, take the pony off, and uh, he'll turn to uh, 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 our 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 new servant, and he'll be like, "Girl, we've uh, lived here uh, most of our lives. Well, some of us have. We can find our own rooms. Should go and uh, uh, set out something to eat for uh, for everyone. Be about it now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah." yeah. I personally um, believe that practice makes perfect. So, if you would like, you can you can show me to my room if that would make you feel happy. Yes, I am also wishing to see a little bit more discipline exercised here. You will show me to my room. A little more discipline, then. Shouldn't you have taken your own horse uh, to the stables and uh, set it down yourself, or has the uh, Riverlands made you soft? Soft, no, we have people for that. See? The horse is already gone. Yeah, so you have people for it, or you can do it yourself like a proper samurai to look after their uh, their war mount. <laughs> war mount is merely merely a, a travel animal. Nothing more. <laughs> uh, she begins to guide you uh, around the around the main house rather than taking you through it. Uh, allowing you to tromp th- across stones, flagstones, which have seen, like much of this place, better days. You can see the weeds uh, growing up between them. <laughs> uh, as you keep walking, uh, you come around the main house, and you can see uh, the space that used to be cleared off uh, for uh, weapons practice. And is now uh, kind of a weedy mess. Um, 
it's been cut recently at least um and you come around and continue to walk uh and go towards the old guests or the old family quarters um there you see rooms have been laid out for you uh they are small and um reasonably well equipped uh futons and blankets uh, small writing desks have been set aside <laughs> there are chests for your uh, clothes and whatever it is you may be carrying with you uh for those of you who were sent off to warrior training uh, so for Yua and uh, show they have also provided you with sword stands as well as armor stands uh, both of considerable age uh, beautifully made uh, and elaborately carved in the shape of uh, cranes and phoenixes actually uh, kind of woven together upon a single nest uh, perhaps part of your great-grandfather's original bequest. Your armor stands are equally beautiful. Uh, in this case, uh, made to resemble uh, the upreaching of willow trees. Lovely. Uh, but again, old. All right. Uh, you have a little bit of time before dinner. Uh, and uh, you have the chance to uh, take a moment, rest, get yourselves ready. So after being shown to his room, Sho looks at the uh, very ornately carved uh, sword stand and armor stand, and he does bring out the katana and wakazashi, the daisho, and, and sets it up on the sword stand, uh, as it does look very nice for a place like this. And so he sets that up in a place of honor. And this armor stand, uh, well, he doesn't really wear armor. So he takes out one of the yukata uh, brought along for this and uh, hangs it up properly onto the stand to make sure it is uh, in, in good condition. And then looks around a bit, kind of does a little bit of a just sniff, just like, okay... And then we'll take a, a step out and starts wandering around the grounds, just looking over of what has happened to his childhood home after the, the two decades he has been gone. And uh, just walking around the pond, seeing it uh, full of reeds and uh, just uh, very run-down locations. He just has a, a, a face of contempt this entire time. Uh, as he, he wanders around. Well, um, sometime shortly after he he comes out, uh, Yua comes out sh from uh, currying the horses, and or currying his horse, and um, she has got her her helmet and stuff, and she is heading towards her room which she knows where it is, so she's not worrying about that. She she goes home a little bit more often than, like, Show would. And um, she gives him a nod and steps aside to let him pass. And as he pulls up or beside, uh, he stops... Uh, takes a bit of a glance over his shoulder and says, You've trained with the Daidoji, yes? Yes, I have. Shosan. Have you come into any conflict recently? I have fought on the wall and I have done three campaigns against the lion in the last five years. Hmm. It is good that someone of your 
temerity is is defending the empire and i'm glad that you are at least returning back to the estate thank you shosan i have seen some notes of your passage in the rosters, but I would not presume to know any details. <laughs> oh, those mean, you're, are... you're on the glory list somewhere, you know, somewhere. And uh, he just has that it's a small little like chuckle. Uh, and says, of course you have seen the name. It will be empire-wide very soon. I look forward to that. <laughs> of course you do. And he starts walking off a little bit further. A big sigh. She goes onto her room to unload her, take off her armor. I imagine Gohan probably had been shown his room by this point in time and given a vague lay of the land uh, by the staff. Um, he really doesn't have any possessions to unpack or stow away, really. Um, so he'll probably just sort of be sitting in his room looking out the window and when he sees his quote-unquote brother going for a walk he'll probably jump out and sort of run up to him and join him go on brother is it uh everything you remember it to be <sighs> if only it were this place has been run down from poverty and plague. I think it has character. Character. This is... Yeah, it's like that, uh, that thing you do when you, like, break stuff, and then you put the, uh, the shiny gold stuff in between it and smoosh it back together. Sho just looks at you just incredulously and says, Kinsurugi? Gohan just sort of shrugs. Probably. Uh, um, I don't think there's... You would need a lot more gold to make this place look anything worth keeping. Gohan just sort of looks at you. He's like, I think I was being more um, figurative. I think you could directly improve the aesthetics of this property through a more immediate transaction of gold rather than slapping it between the seams. Right? Right. That's... There would need to be a substantial transaction. At least that's what that's what I was told that I was worth. At least was a substantial transaction. Apparently, it was put to waste. I'm not sure about that. It has... I mean, anybody can spend Koku to order someone to build a house, but you can't instill it with memory or emotion. Is that something they taught you at the monastery? It's something I've learned over the years. But if you're so concerned about, uh, the, you know, the well-being and the maintenance of the property, um, and with that, he'll just kind of uh, hook him by the arm or something and kind of drag him uh, towards and, if possible, into the pond to just start pulling out reeds. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you, like, start getting him towards the armory... Uh, Sho just kind of roughly pulls himself out of your grip, or at least attempts to. And he says, no, no, that is not our position in life. Take direct responsibility for the land that 
sustains you is not your responsibility? Our responsibility is to protect and maintain those who have the direct responsibility of maintaining the land. And if our family, and he says the word with just a, 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 like a spit, it's like if our family is the one that has mismanaged those who manage this area, then perhaps we should let this land just be retaken. I couldn't disagree with you more. Well, I think that does show a, one of the major differences between us is that you have stayed in the area and you've grown attached. I haven't Whereas, been here in years. Uh, you've been in this area, have you not? I go far and wide. I go wherever my feet take me. Hmm. I've probably traveled further than you have. I... I doubt that. I have traveled across many of the Crane lands. Into other people's lands? Once or twice. No sort of kick off his sandal and sort of point his foot up towards you, soul out. He's like, look at the callus on these feet. These are the feet that have walked Rokugan. Not been carried between a few select cities. Well, if showing off your feet makes you feel better, then by all means, continue to do so. But I feel that you've grown attached to this particular estate. Maybe I have, and that's my sin. Attachment, of course, not being promoted by people who follow this life, he says, realizing he's <laughs> just trying to run that sentence out before it incriminates himself a little more. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, but I, I disagree with what you said before. It's not our job to tell people what to do. It's our job to demonstrate proper and upright behavior for people. It's like, and sometimes that means you need to take the first steps, and that means sometimes you need to get your hands dirty. And with that, he's going to turn his back on his quote-unquote brother and march into the pond and start singing a bunch of uh, rice-time peasant songs as he starts weeding the pond. His show just shakes his head and starts walking off, but... He he always tries to get that last barb in and says, Gohan, you can never carry a tune. Prompts him to sing louder and more out of tune. <laughs> so during this time, Yukimaru has you know packed away his clothes, uh, put away his things, tucked away the the paper and the inkstone and the uh, the uh, envelopes that he hopes to give to his uh, uh, to his parents. And then pulls out the uh, tobacco box and he hangs it over by the, the window and slides open the, the, uh, the screen and packs a, a pipe that uh, one day well, in the past would have been silver or at least silver inlaid and now is, uh, is just an unadorned utilitarian pipe and takes the tongs from the box and would reach out to the brazier and pick out one of the smallest pieces of coal. And now is unfortunately realizing how low their stores are. And to adequately light this pipe, he picks out one of the largest pieces of uh, coal still burning in the brazier to provide some warmth to this room. And he lights the pipe and he sits against the sill of the door, watching most of this play out in the courtyard down below. And he'd eventually call out to his cousin uh, as he's walking uh, back uh, towards uh, his rooms and just, are you, is your appraisal well and done? Have you decided what you're uh, going to sell each uh, individual bit of this uh, estate off for, piecing it out? Bringing it to market. I thought the uh, Yasuki left the crane. No, no. I'm just reminiscing on what could have been and what should have been. 
what should have been. You know, if if only we ever got what we should have gotten or what we feel we should have gotten uh, by the fortunes, we would be uh, rich and wealthy with friends and retainers and uh, soldiers in arms uh, side by side with us right now. Instead, it was left to mismanagement. Yes, but how do we tell that to our fathers or our great-grandfather? I suppose it is too late to tell them anything, really. Once, Once the grandsire has passed along to the lands beyond, then this estate will pass down to one of our fathers. And considering that my father is living the life of luxury in Otisanuchi, it may turn out to be your father that gets this. He is the eldest. That's the right and proper way. Maybe not the fairest way, but at least the right and proper way. Do you believe that he has the capability to bring this estate back to what it should be? Eh, if he had, it already would have been so. He's fundamentally, he's fundamentally uh, been, uh, been in charge, but in the uh, shadow of his grandfather, pretty much uh, what you see as mismanagement is, unfortunately, two heads trying to rule uh, one body. And that is concerning. As I was talking with my brother just now, This is clearly a place of attachment for many. I do not have any sort of uh, preconceived notion of of wanting to keep this place for myself. However, tensions on the rise between the Crane and the Phoenix. Who's to say that, you know, a group of Phoenix samurai manned with a a Shigenja or two does not come and claim this location for for their clan. Would there be any way we would stop them? So if you have no attachment, what does it matter to you? If you don't mean to sell it off to gain some value out of it, what does it matter? You serve uh, down south, you serve the Kikita. This is a doji issue. This is a Sume issue. This is going to be a crane issue. And any loss of territory is not acceptable. So while I have no attachment to the land itself, I do have a bit of an idea for the strategic. So what, do you tend to build this up into a, another Kasatsanshiru? Another, uh, another uh, border fortification against the lion and the predations of the terrible phoenix perhaps if you had studied your history more you would understand that the phoenix once roused are very dangerous so i would like to offer at least more than token resistance if something were to happen oh i've studied the histories and while the tef- the, the 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 anger of the phoenix is terrible indeed it is when they are roused to anger by the provocations of, of uh, others. Your school, your family, they teach provocation, do they not? They do. But it is not our position to dictate what happens within the crane. That is more along your family and traditions, is it not? Finally, a Kikita that understands their place within the Order. Yes, but we have to think about the consequences of what happens when your family decides one thing. Yours is not to uh, worry about what, uh, what we dictate. Yours is but to ensure our will. To prove our truth within the courts. And to eliminate problems that, uh, that we have uh, that... Uh, that present themselves in our path. 
And here lies before us a problem that is in our path, which is a weak estate that is crumbling away to ruin. You miss it entirely. It's old men. And with that, Yukimaru kind of has a bit of look of distaste uh, after uh, uh, working on the pipe for a while and realizes the tobacco is stale. Who knows how long it's been sitting in this box. And he taps it out into the uh, sand uh, tray at the top of the uh, of the box and just finishes with, with uh, but I've said too much in anger and in spite. I'm just glad our fathers are asleep at this hour. At which point, uh, Sho reaches into his uh, his robes and pulls out a small box, uh, just ni- nicely uh, wrapped up with a, a a very bright blue ribbon, and hand uh, like just undoes the ribbon and opens it up to show just a little bit of uh, of a fresh tobacco leaves in there or freshly dried tobacco leaves, and offers it to Yukimaru and says, Yes, old men are the issue. But there is always a future ahead of us. And with that, he'll reach out and uh, go ahead and pack himself a a new bowl with his pipe and offer for a show to come in uh, and join him for, uh, for a smoke. And show will do so.